Did you did you ever get jealous of me as a little baby? We have different interests. Like you're super into the fashion and what's on the cutting edge of whatever the hell. And I just like sports. Yeah. And it sucks because I feel like when I was starting to get like a real personality and I didn't suck as much, you know, less annoying, you went off to college. And so then what? You know what I mean? And so when you were born, it was like, yeah, that's cool. But like, I'm trying to be Mario over here. you okay hi everyone welcome back to the we talk real talk podcast this week lydia has been replaced by my brother miles and miles is seven years older than me which is a bit of an age gap so today we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about us as siblings and we're going to talk a little bit about sibling advice so miles has seven more years life experience than me and he's a little bit wise so he's going to give us some advice so miles who are you what do you do would you like to introduce yourself Hold, I got to take some exception to how you introduced me. You said I'm a little bit wise. You're a little bit wise. <laughs> what would make me all the bit wise? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how you answer some of these questions and we'll see if I change my answer. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, who am I? I'm, I'm your brother. I don't know. <laughs> I'm your brother. I'm seven years older. I live in Seattle. That's all I got. Tell us about your dog, Miles. The dog. I have a dog named Bunk. He's about eight. He's 40 pounds. Um, one time he almost died because he ate some chocolate, but he is still living. He's loved very much. Uh, but, you know, Joe, my wife, wow. You, have you heard yeah, me say wow. that before? No, that was weird. Yeah. That was really weird. Joe, my wife, um, <laughs> sent me this thing today on Instagram that was like, add up all your points if your dog is, and then that's how spoiled your dog is. So it was like, does your dog sleep in bed with you? Is he allowed on the couch? Do you sign your dog's name for presents? Does your dog get Christmas presents, birthday presents, all this different stuff? And we were like, we have like the most spoiled dogs, my point here. We, we, we beat the, the survey. We got like a million. Bunk is the best dog. Bunk, I think, is the dog that switch me from a cat only person to a cat person who will someday probably own a dog and still like cats more but I I like dogs now and I think Bunk Bunk is the reason because he's so well behaved except for that one time he ate chocolate <laughs> but I didn't I didn't so, know that it was so cute. I didn't know that you didn't like dogs were you always like that growing up I didn't like I think all the dogs I was around in like elementary middle school were big dogs that slobbered on the ground and then I would step in the slobber with my socks on <laughs> and that really pissed me off. I hated the dog slobber and then I hated when they would just rub their like nose nuzzle on me and get slobber on my pants and it really just made me not like So dogs. the slobber thing. So wait, you've had cats though all your life and cats track kitty litter everywhere. How is that different? It's different because you can just pick kitty litter off your sock. You don't have to like change your socks. Okay. I guess that's fair. But Bunk, so Bunk was your first interaction or uh, first dog that you liked. You didn't like a dog before Bunk. I didn't love a dog before Bunk. You love Bunk? Yeah, I love wow. Bunk. Wow. Okay. He's, he's my little nephew dog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he loves everybody. I'm not going to say that he loves you any more than you love him, but he likes you a lot. I think if we were to go outside and just hand Bunk to a random person, he'd be like, all right, see you, man. 
uh, I'll be back when I'm when I'm back. And then he would just go. This is, this is my owner now. Yeah. That's why Joe always takes him and, and will like tie him up outside if she goes to Walgreens or the 7-Eleven or something. And I'm terrified to do that because I think someone's going to take him because I think he would just go. Like It's not like when you have a, a kid, I assume, and somebody tries to take your kid and they might start screaming, the dog is just going to go with you, especially this one. Yeah, he will not put up a fight. No, he won't. That's really funny. All right, well – we know a little bit about Miles. Not a lot. He he didn't give us very much. What else do you want? Tell me. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> okay. So us as siblings, like I said, Miles is seven years older than me. So Miles, how did you feel when you first found out you were going to have a, a little sister? I would, can I swear? Yeah, you can swear. I was so fucking pissed. <laughs> I, I mean, picture it. So I had seven years of just living the dream of – everything like all the grandparents they all loved me our our grandma lynn you know i was the first grandkid so i had like six years before our cousin who's one year older than you was even born so like i got i got some really good hang time with the fam and then i think my my parents well our parents i I guess we share them yeah they're they're mine too yeah yeah um they took me to I i don't know it was like some department store and they had already told me that they were pregnant and I wasn't like outwardly pissed about it, but internally I was like, man, this kind of sucks. Like we, we lived in a two bedroom apartment going to have to share a room. And I remember them taking me to a department store and my dad like went off, which was kind of weird because he never like went off by himself. And my, I was hanging out with my mom. And then later that week they gave me like this present and like, you know, our family, like, they're not big on like expensive gifts when it's not your birthday or, or Christmas. And they gave me this brand new Game Boy. And looking back on it now, it was like, oh, it makes sense because they're not going to have time for their other kids. So let's just shove this video game in their face and it'll be fine. And you know what? It worked. I was I played that thing all the time. And so when you were born, it was like, yeah, that's cool. But like, I'm trying to beat Mario over here. So so it was worth it because you got a Game Boy. Totally. But I tell you, I, I, I learned how to... I learned a lot about babies, even as a kid. Like I learned about the soft spot, how to hold them, how to support your neck. I loved holding you. So that was my thing. I loved like just sitting there and like watching TV and then having you, uh, you know, just laying there doing whatever you do. So that was a positive. But the negatives were that when we moved from New York, where you were born to St. Louis, we were in another two bedroom apartment and I had to share a room with you. And I swear to God, there was like a month straight where I think you were teething or something like that. And you would scream. I wasn't crying. It was like screaming and I never got to sleep. And so I, I, I was terrified after that fact when like the, our parents would joke sometimes with me that like, hey, we're going to have another baby. And I would freak out because I was like, I don't want to share my room with two people. It's One is already enough. This two is babies. fine. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I didn't know I cried that much. It wasn't a lot. It was just like when you were teething i mean you couldn't help it but like as a kid i was pissed off that sucks i got i have to like i have to go to school and like learn cursive the next day and you're screaming your head off i'm so sorry that's okay i forgive you did you did you ever get jealous of me as a little baby i don't think so you were pretty you were pretty happy go lucky you were very sensitive that that yeah. like pissed me off as a kid now it's great like you know, you care for everybody, you have a lot of empathy. But as a kid, like 
you would cry over weird things. And I just couldn't understand it because we were just different people. And that was like, that was the only, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example of like, I don't know, your plate would get cleaned or something like that. Or you would see like a cat. And uh, well, I mean, there's a story uh, up in Michigan. I spent all, all week catching us fish. We were going to do this fish fry. And we had uh, one of those in-water cages. And so we had all these smallmouth bass. We probably had like seven of them that we were just waiting for a Friday. We're going to fry them up. And you, every day you would go look at the fish and you thought it was so cool. Like you could just have this like little aquarium off the dock. And then when it came time, they were like, no, we're going to murder these and eat them. Uh, you lost your shit. And I was just like, man, I spent all that, all that week just trying to get all this fish for our family and you're going to cry once and now we're having pizza. And, and when he says I, I lost my shit, I truly lost my shit. I mean, it was a I, meltdown. Yeah. It's a real meltdown. And it's so funny because I think back to all those times when I would cry and I can vividly remember trying to act so, you know, you try to act so cool around your older sibling, especially when you're younger. And I can vividly remember like being in a conversation with you or with our family out to dinner and someone would say something that would just like set me off. And I'd be trying so hard to not tear up, but then the <laughs> tears would just like be be like swelling. What's that word? Like swelling at my in my eyes, and my mouth would be shaking, and they would just come, and I'd be like, "Damn it! Like I just I didn't want to cry today. Like this sucks." I vividly well, remember those times. It was just a precursor for all the empathy that you now have. So just look at it that way. But at the time, I mean, it was it was annoying, man. Yeah, I bet it was annoying. I mean, it was annoying for me too. So. <laughs> Okay, so fast forward a few years. We're older. I can talk. I have feelings. I can speak. Mm -hmm. All important things. Yeah, all important things. How do you think our age gap has been from then to now? Well, it's tough because like junior high and high school, you're a dick. Everybody's just a dick. Yeah. Um, People that you hang out with are dicks. You're a dick. You think the world's against you. And so when you have a little sister, it's just like another thing that like you're pissed at, you know, <laughs> we had, we had zero in common. Um, it was, it was just like not a lot going on. So I, I'm sure it was really hard for you. Like for me, like, you know, it was fine. It was just, you know, you were just kind of around and uh, I did teach you how to ride a bike though. I will say that. I, I know that you don't remember this, but that is a true fact. I did teach you how to ride a bike. So when I would like bear down and, and, you know, find my patience, um, we usually had a good time, but they're just, we were just too spread out and you always wanted to hang out and there wasn't a lot of stuff for you to do. Like I remember back when PlayStations had the, the wired cord, you'd always want to play Madden with me. And so I would, just, I think this is smart on my part. My mom always makes fun of me and says, this is mean, but I don't like you just, I just give you the remote control and you thought you were playing, but I wasn't plugged in. And so we would have a great time playing Madden and you would just be the idiot sitting next to me not doing anything uh and we had fun but like those times were few and far between because like there's other games where it was one player like spyro the dragon that's a one player game page not both of us can play at the same time but you always wanted to play and so every now and then i just have to give in and do it so i think there's challenges but um it like it had to have been harder for you than it was for me yeah and i I have told so many people that PlayStation story, by the way, and people <laughs> die laughing. I think that is the most hysterical thing ever, that I would just sit there and think I was playing with you. Well, do they think that you're stupid or do they think that I'm mean? Or was I smart and you were just a naive kid? I think they think I was pretty stupid. 
I were stupid. Where were you? How are you supposed to know? <laughs> I don't know. Like, but I swear, like even all the all these years later, I swear there had to be at least one time that I was actually playing because I swear I would pick the Dolphins uniform. Or did you just pick the Dolphins uniform for me? I'm be honest for with that you, player. There's not one time that you played seriously. Okay, so you must have just like picked the second yeah. player to be the Dolphin, and I thought it was the Dolphin. I don't. I don't. Man, I. I don't think that's true. I think you're remembering maybe one specific time where maybe you picked and oh, you know what happened? You know what I would do is you would pick your team and then I would move. If you've ever played Madden, I'm sure that your target market is uh, video gamers. So yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you play Madden, the remote control, the controller stays in the middle. There's like a symbol for it. And then you, you scroll over left or right for if you want to be the home team or the away team. And then when you scroll over, that's when you could pick your team. But if you go in the middle, then that then the computer is going to be that person, right? So I would always be the home team, pick my player. I would let you pick your person, and then I would take their remote control back, switch you over to the middle so the computer could play, so that you picked your person, but the computer was playing, and uh, send you on your merry. Whoa! I just burped. Send you on your merry way. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. You know what? That is pretty smart of you. I mean, I, I think wouldn't so. play Madden with me either. So yeah, like, know. what were you gonna do? Pick your own plays? Like, you you know what football was? No, I didn't know what the heck. So I was you got doing. to hang out with me. Uh, you weren't complaining. You thought you were having fun. I still got to do whatever I want to do. But we're we're hanging out together in our inflatable furniture in the basement of the parsonage. That's so funny! Wow, good times. Great times. Yeah, I can't think of many other times when we were young that we would hang out. There's yeah, like nothing I can think of really. Yeah, I don't think I was particularly nice. You always tried for sure, but I, I, I wasn't super into it. I, especially when I was in high school and like I had a car, and I was just never home. So it was, like I said, it's probably harder for you, you know, because you probably felt more like an only child at times than, uh, than you know, having an actual sibling. Yeah, and it sucks because I feel like when I was starting to get like a real personality and I didn't suck as much, you know, less annoying, <laughs> you went off to college. And so then what, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's true. Once you got into high school and like, um, like you said, you, you started like becoming an actual adult where it was like, Oh yeah, she's, she's not bad. She's like an actual person. She's not just a family member. And I think that's kind of where it started to shift. So now how would you, how would you say our relationship has changed? post-college, post-high school, post-all that. Yeah, I think especially since you're like out of school now and you have a, a real job, a big girl job, as you like to say, uh, it's or like on the on even playing fields. You know, I still think that you asked me for advice on, on random stuff here and there, but like the, the where the, the scales had been like more so me having gone through some of these life experiences, now you're starting to go through some of this stuff and we're going to reach a point where, you know, we're, we're just equal and, and both shitting our pants out in a nursing home. So we'll get there together. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I think things have definitely shifted. And I feel like we have obviously a much stronger relationship now than when we were younger, which I feel like makes a lot of sense. For but sure. It's definitely nice. It's nice to have an older brother, especially when you're close to them. So Yeah. It's nice to have an, a younger sister, especially when you're close to them. You see what I did there? I just took what you did and then I just, I changed it. Thanks, Miles. Yeah. So similarities and differences. I feel like there's a few I can think of. A few instances I think that were really, really similar. And we've talked about some of our differences before, like me being sensitive and you not being sensitive. But do do any similarities jump out at you right away? 
Um, I think as I've seen you grow up, we tend to have the same sense of humor. Um, we love making fun of our parents. Um, that's true. I think that like a lot of the common family experiences that we have, we're always on the same page. No, no pun intended. (laughs) Um, you haven't heard that one before. I'm sure. Never. Just like I've never heard somebody call me kilometers. It's, both jokes are just fucking hilarious. As you can They're really, really funny, and I feel like people should keep doing Yeah, that. do them more, honestly. And also, here's another good one. Like, are, hey, are you related to Michael Phelps? That's another really – Oh, my That's gosh, a funny one. The amount of times. It's 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 hysterical every time. Every single time I laugh. Yeah. it. I just wish – like, how – when's the last time Michael Phelps was on a Subway commercial or that we saw him? Like, why, is, why are we still talking about this guy? He's a swimmer. I know he's the most decorated yeah. – Olympian of all time, but come on, guys, pick another athlete. Do you, do you ever tell people you're related to him? Um, no. Usually, I always say I'm going to, and then I chicken out, and I usually make something up like, "Oh no, I wish." I don't know why I wish, but that's that's what I say. I don't, I don't really I, wish I, that. I, I, I'm gonna admit I that know. right now to you. I don't really wish I was, you know, related to Michael Phelps. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I've told people he's my cousin. Really? Where do they yeah, stay? And I. And I they're like, oh my gosh, no way. And I'm like, yeah, he's my cousin, you know, yeah. And then I like finished checking out at the store and they're like, wow. <laughs> there she goes. Michael <laughs> there she goes. cousin. <laughs> okay, what were we talking about? Similarities. Similarities. Yeah, so I, I would say sense of humor is definitely one. Um, we both are into to fitness. We like to work out. That's more of, that's like a, a shitty one, but I don't know. I, I think that's a good one. I'm trying to think of other ones. What do you think? Something that jumps out at me, I think that I think we're both brand snobs. Yeah. Do you think that's because of how we grew up? I tell people that. I think it's because, well, for me, yeah, and, and re- I, real quick, too. we didn't have a hard life. It's not like you know we had no. all these hard. We just like we just had parents that were very frugal and and didn't frugal. yeah yeah, yeah and, and weren't like my first basketball shoes were Airwalks from Payless. So a little bit, I wish we had a little bit of education from, from my mom, oh my but yeah. Those, that store you worked at, Stephen Barry's, oh. that's my first basketball shoes. Yeah. But at least they were probably basketball shoes. Like I literally wore skateboarding shoes into a gym with sliding everywhere. <laughs> and I got, because if you slide with shoes, you get called for a travel. So I was this little kid getting called for travels every now and then not realizing, like I had tried to stop. Like, I, what do you want me to do? So I, yeah, yeah. Brand snob for sure. I, um, the amount of like, Patagonia North Face sweatshirts that I have is is like pretty embarrassing at this point. Yeah, same. And people people give me shit for it. Not not in a bad way. They're like, oh my gosh, like they call me a brand snob. And I'm like, I know, I know. I'll be the first to admit it. I'm a brand snob. But after years of wearing like garage sale clothes yes. that I did love, by the way. But sometimes you just want a Nike thing. Yes. You know? That's funny. I never thought about that as, as something, but we have very, very similar ways that we grow up, obviously. And yeah, I mean, I I am one thousand percent a brand snob. It's it's like when you start making money as an adult, you you take care of your bills and everything. But then, man, if you have some money left over, like, why would I go to you know get something that's used or like even Target? Like sometimes I had this attitude towards Target where it's like, oh, that's not Adidas or Nike. It's like it's the same shit. I shouldn't be that way. But that's that's like the thought that comes into my head. Like Mazamo, yeah. come on. Yeah, seriously, it's crazy. I. I think about all the money I've spent on clothes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's insane. Yeah. I don't even want to. Yeah. Let's not go down that road. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. (laughs) Shoes, too. You and I are big into shoes. 
Yeah. The Adidas Ultra Boosts. Mm. No going back. I got to I gotta give you some props on that one. There was a lot of years where I was a, a Nike shoe guy, and I only ever – I just would get like the same type of shoe from Nike. I switched over, and that's that's thanks to you, Paige. Ultra Boost, that's, that's the way to go for sure. They are the best shoe. No doubt. Any other similarities you can think of? Our, our personality that is true. trait, our Myers-Briggs personality trait is uh, very similar. Very I similar. I think we're off by one letter. Yeah, I think we're both people that we, we really, like, you, I think you're more outgoing than I am, though. Like, in college, you were always involved in clubs and, and all this different stuff, and, like, I was like a hermit. You know, I just wanted to go play Madden with my friends online, uh, and I, I was, like, not into the whole organized school thing at all. So we're probably a little bit different in that way, but I think... We both need time to regenerate our batteries. Like when you hang out with people, we just a weekend at home, especially when you start to get older and you're past like the going out phase, which I think we both are. And maybe we're never in it. I don't know. But uh, I just feel like we just have to like a weekend at home doing nothing is not a bad thing for us. Right. I when I go home for the weekend, I I, and I it's crazy because you think like high school, I would never would have said this. Right. But I'd way rather sit at home and drink a glass of wine with mom than go to what's the bar called? MVPs. MVPs. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to yeah, Church. <laughs> okay. So something else I just thought of similarities. I think that we both can absolutely devour a bowl of cereal at any time and a bowl of mac and cheese. Yes. Um, I'll tell you about something I just found out is that they have – I'm a very, very lazy person. I can't cook. Uh, so I've been doing like prepared food services, like not Blue Apron, not HelloFresh, but like the Freshly where it like just comes and you put it in the microwave and you're good to go. Like that's my jam. Oh, my God. And uh, my wife is trying to be vegan, and she doesn't like to cook either. Like if she liked to cook and she was cooking vegan stuff, like that's fine. I would, I would just eat that. But we both hate to cook, and so we're just – we never eat dinner together. We have the weirdest sort of dinner relationship ever. Um, so anyway, I have this prepared food stuff. What was I talking about? How'd this get going? Uh, eating a bowl of cereal. Eating a bowl of cereal. Uh, mac and cheese stuff. So I've like, mac and cheese is not hard to make, right? It takes like five minutes. But if you want to be even lazier, they have a vegetarian noodle mac and cheese that you just put in the microwave for like two minutes and it's good to go. And it's really good. Oh my gosh. It's like Velveeta, uh, tasting. I just I just ate Velveeta for dinner. Yeah. But yeah, cereal for sure. I could live off cereal. Cereal and pizza. I think I could live off those two things. Yeah, I feel some some funny memories I have of you and I is like you'd be home from college. We don't really talk that much, whatever, like weird, you're home. We would end up in the kitchen at a late hour of the night, like both eating a bowl of cereal, just, kind of semi in silence, but <laughs> together. I'm I'm drunk eating cereal. You're just up because you're a little kid, and we're just crunching yeah. cereal. You're right. It didn't even matter what the cereal was either, right? Like whatever right? was there, yeah. you can always make it better yeah. by dumping sugar on it. Such a big cereal family. I don't know. Do you so? I uh, I make fun of mom a lot for this, but she always had like her special cereal hidden somewhere. Did you ever know that? <laughs> yeah, her her stupid mini wheats. So there's mini wheats, but then there was also like other ones that she would get like a couple times a year. I got to be honest, oh. I would always eat it, one thousand percent. Sometimes I finish I the box. I bet she was so mad. Yeah, but I didn't care because nobody asked me what I wanted for for my cereal, so I looked at it as like, well. 
nobody asked me what I wanted for my $4 cereal, so I'm going to eat yours. And I always did. <laughs> 1000% because she always got the best stuff too. Like we'd have you this, got the best cereal. we'd have Cheerios from 1984 with like Michael Jordan's picture still on it from his rookie year. And she has the most sugary, delicious thing that a kid could want in her in the, our entire life. I want that. Yeah. I don't want we'd the fiber have stuff. Brand special K. Yeah. That's not, that's not great. No, that's not great. All right. Well, I can't think of anything else we're similar about. Differences? I don't know. I'm sensitive. You're not. You're seven years older than me. You're a boy. Yeah. I mean, I think our our passions are a little bit different, but they also kind of intersect. Like we both enjoy writing. We both enjoy doing podcast stuff, but we have different interests. Like you're super into the fashion and what's on the cutting edge of whatever the hell. And I just like sports. Yeah. I would say though a big I think a big reason I started this podcast was because Miles had his own podcast and his like he said is very sports heavy. It is it is just sports. But <laughs> I mean, I think we'll, talk, we'll talk about the weather and, and relationships every now and then. <laughs> but I think that's a big reason that I started this podcast, which is pretty cool, I think. That is cool. So Let's move on to advice. So like I said earlier, and like you know, you're seven years older than me, and you've lived longer, and you've experienced more things. So if you could go back in time and tell yourself, or if you had an older sibling to tell you these things, is there anything that sticks out at you that you would tell me or anybody my age? How old are you again? 24. 24. Almost 25. Um... For somebody that's 24, I would say meet with a financial advisor like tomorrow. That's that's probably a, a big one because they're going to be able to- Do you want to know something, Miles? Go ahead. I, and I emailed a financial advisor today. Yeah, that's good. You're already on the right step. But I think that even if you're like in a massive amount of debt, uh, you're embarrassed or you know whatever your situation is, or you just like have no idea about like what to do, when you're 24 and if you start thinking about your retirement- you're going to be a fucking millionaire by the time you're 65 just because you started so early and you know you can get into more aggressive type investing based on what somebody tells you to do plus you can have your 401k like even if you're just stashing away like 50 to 100 bucks a month in a, like a brokerage account that that money is growing like at a crazy amount and even if it doesn't you know you're you're at least you know trying to to increase your your worth uh, that's that's a huge thing open a 401k uh, maximize your your um, company matching. That's free money. So anytime your company matches, definitely just do the maximum of what they will match. Because again, that's they're just giving you money. That's you're just giving it away. Outside of financial stuff, um, any relationship advice for my my audience here? Relationship advice. Don't don't rush into into moving in. You know, everybody goes at their own pace, and also. Nobody gives a shit about your timeline for relationships. So, for example, my wife and I, we have been together for 10 years. We just got married this past November. Uh, all of my friends were pretty much married. Joe's friends were either engaged or married, but we're on our own timeline. Everybody's different. Do whatever you want to do. Don't, don't get a, give in to societal pressures to do you know, something that you know, maybe you just think is the next step. That's pretty right, that's yeah. pretty good wisdom. I think that's good wisdom. Yeah, that's really important though cuz I feel like 
you see all these people around you doing all these things and you feel like you got to hurry up. Yeah. I articulated that pretty well, I think too. You really did. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Good job. I would say too, the, the other thing is like, like if you don't like your job, don't do it. That was something I was always pretty good at of like, I, I would try something out. Uh, I would try a company out or a manager. And if it wasn't good, then like, go do something else. Like don't complain about it for 10 years and then try to do something because it's going to be much harder. I mean, don't, don't jump around to jobs every six months, but like it's life is too short to do something that you're miserable at. Like even find something that you're halfway not miserable at or something that provides you a good income to do the things that you like. Even that's okay. If you think, so when I quit uh, one of my first jobs out of college, I was only there for like nine months and I went in and, and so I got, <laughs> this is funny. I was recruited by a recruiting firm. So I'm a recruiter by trade, as they say. And one of my first recruiting jobs, they had like trained me. They took a chance on like no experience. And then within, you know, six to nine months, something like that, I got recruited by another firm that was like a smaller company. I, I got along well with, with the owner and it just felt like a, a better opportunity. And so I ended up taking the job. But when I went to go get my notice, I walked in and I was like, man, like, I'm so sorry, but like. I had this opportunity. I can't mess up. I feel guilty for only being here for X amount of months. You know, it was under a year for sure. And the guy was like, look, man, like people come in and out of here, but think about it this way. If tomorrow our company was going under and you are, you know, one of the last three people hired, guess who's going to be the first fired. So don't feel like you ever owe anybody to anything. That's, that's a huge thing that I've, I've had to learn throughout my career and something that's, that's served me really well. Like you can have relationships and you can foster relationships from job to job, but you're not tied down to anybody. Like don't, don't leave in, in like in the middle of a important project or anything like that. But even if you have to, because a really cool opportunity, like who gives a shit? That company doesn't owe you anything. If, if they have to make changes, guess who is going to be affected by those changes? It's going to be you. So get yours. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Thanks, I'm on a roll. It, it made me think. My boss, even now, she she will every time I do something that that I did well, I write something that was well written or whatever. She'll be like, "Hey, put that in your portfolio." Like, I know you won't be here forever. Like, put that in your portfolio. You need that. Like, she she tries to help me because she knows that this isn't somewhere I'm going to stay for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I feel like that's really encouraging too. That's a good manager. And like even that's a that's yeah. really good practice for any job too is like keeping really good track of your accomplishments cuz how like I work for Amazon, pff, humble brag. And the <laughs> the biggest thing that Amazon does is like talking about like data driven examples for a thing. So like time by time that you solved a really complex problem with a difficult situation. If you have, if you start to think about like your best examples of like who you are as an employee and you start keeping track of them, when you go to interview at your next place, like you already have a leg up on like, oh, I thought I thought about my career. I have a document of like all my projects that I've completed, even if it's like random stuff, like a difficult, you know, uh, coworker that you had to deal with, a difficult project, a difficult manager that like doesn't have to be a difficult person. It could be wins too, but. Starting to keep track of, of all these positive things will, will definitely help you in the future too. That's three in a row, Paige. That's three in a row good advice. You're doing a really great Thank job. Thank you. <laughs> Any, anything else you can think of non-work related? Um, like getting an oil change, you know? Oh, I mean, I mean, you know the story. I do know the story. That's why I said it. In high school, uh, I got this awesome car. It was a 1990 Toyota Celica. The front left fender was a different color, so you know it was nice. 
I, I had just put in a, I think it was a CD player, like back when you had to put in a CD player and it was one of those cool ones where the front clicked off so I could take it with me so it wouldn't get stolen. Did you ever have oh, wow. any of these? This was back, this is like coming off the heels of like early 2000s, late 90s stereos are important. Like there was some cars like in Porsches where you could take the, the like the, radio and cd changer with you and it was like on a like a briefcase looking thing this wasn't like that oh, really? but yeah yeah this wasn't like that this was just like a button you press the face came off so like you could still put a cd in it but you couldn't control everything so that was like the face of it so it was really cool okay. was very very state-of-the-art i went to best buy i got to put in uh so you know professionally done so anyway i come home one day and the car is knocking like bad and i didn't know i still don't know anything about cars and i pull up in the driveway and and dad was like kind of had his hand on his forehead he's like hey uh have you put oil in your car i was like oh i don't think so the light never came on he's like all right well like put put some oil in and and don't drive it far and i was like well i gotta go to the olive garden tonight with my my girlfriend (laughs) yeah i mean that's i didn't know that yeah it was a date spot man olive garden in geneva the commons so um, I, I don't put oil in it. I do go to Olive Garden against the witches. We have a very, very nice fancy dinner of the most just authentic Italian cuisine that you can ever imagine. Unlimited breadsticks. I don't think the unlimited, uh, salad was going on at the time though, Paige. I think it was just the unlimited breadsticks. Um, so we did fill up on those. Wow, that must have been a, a shitty date then. Whoa, I mean, no, look, no, salad. no, we had a great time. We did, I gave her salad. I mean, I paid for the the meal. We got salad. It just wasn't unlimited. Okay. Jesus. Okay. All right. So whatever. Just crush on the date. Anyway, so we we get out there uh, into the parking lot. I turn on the car, and it's like you can't hear the person next to you talking. That's how loud this is. But I was like, we gotta get home. And then all of a sudden, it starts snowing. So we're driving down 64, which is a two-lane, uh, just you know, two-lane highway, going into Sycamore. I think we're by Virgil, and it's getting louder and louder and louder to the point where we can't hear the radio now. So we had the radio like cranked up, and all of a sudden it starts to steam. Snow is coming down. It's probably like a half inch at this point, sticking. It's winter, and all of a sudden the car explodes. And when I say explodes, I mean like the engine kind of popped. Uh, the uh, the engine hood kind of popped up a little bit and didn't like go back and everything but it just kind of like poof, and then smoke came out i couldn't see anything so i pulled over i'm freaking out because i have no idea no idea what to do this is before like having all these different apps for service uh we didn't really have internet on our phones at the time we had texting but that was about it i think i had still had like a motorola razor type phone and the only person i could think to call was our dad who had just told me not to go to geneva and go to olive garden and but you knew right then, oh, yeah. right? You knew what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was screwed. It, it like blew a rod, and so like the car was completely totaled. Um, but he had to come pick me up, and he gave me his truck. I took my girlfriend home, and he's like, "Come straight home." And he rode with the tow truck driver to then drop off the car at the the impound lot, and uh, that was the the end of the Toyota Celica. And so the point of this long story is that I am like psychotic about putting oil in my car now like i just got a, a brand new car and you can guarantee like as soon as we we hit that mileage marker that's on my window 
we're going to be at the dealership getting an oil change. So definitely get your oil change, people. Because otherwise your dad gets mad at you and you get grounded for a week. And then your car explodes. And then your car explodes. And you got to ask your really, really nice Mormon friend to take you to school every day, but he only gets to school at 7.15. So then you end up having to wake up really super early and you're not a morning person. So just like avoid all of that drama and put oil in it. Yeah, just get an oil change. Yeah. This is why I'm also anal about my oil changes now because of this. Really? You have PTSD because of me? Yeah, it cracks me up though when I think about it. Damn, sorry. I, I didn't know it was the Olive Garden. I just think that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it was either like back in the day, it was either Applebee's, Ruby Tuesdays, or you went out of town to to your chain restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. to Applebee's and Ruby Wait, Tuesdays. Wait, Applebee's closed? Yeah. Really? The one in Sycamore, yeah. Well, so what's there now? Nothing. Wow. End of an era. I know, right? You know, I, you know what I used to call it? What? Crapplebee's. Crapplebee's. It's pretty funny. They had really good crispy green beans. They didn't have good anything. It was very terrible. It's a terrible run restaurant. Like, they're a good chain. I like going there for birthdays because I knew they'd sing. Uh, okay. I mean, I guess it's fair. They had good fries, I guess. But even the fries were, like, always cold. It's just not a good chain. They're good chains. And they're bad chains. Applebee's is a bad chain. Yeah, we can talk about this in another episode. We'll do an Applebee's episode. Good, good chains. We'll yeah. break down the menu. <laughs> wow, Miles, thank you for joining me on today's episode of the We Talk Real Talk podcast. How do you feel? I feel good. I've, I've been drinking some scotch, so I got a good little buzz going. Um, <laughs> I've been drinking some wine. We should have. Oh, we should cheers. Got the uh, the Bulls game on in the background. They're losing right now, so it's par for the course. can my audience of 51 people find you if they want more? oh man i can guarantee you that my content is their like your target market right now um all of your listeners oh, for sure. no doubt yeah so mphelps11 you can find me on twitter we have a podcast i do about the chicago bulls it's unofficial otherwise the nba will sue us uh that is called talking toros with no g we're at talking toros or talkingtoros.com. I also do a Cubs podcast on Cubs Den. You can find us on chicagonow.com and just search for Cubs Den. Um, I think that's it. That's all I got to plug. He's a he's a pretty cool guy, guys. Well, I appreciate it. No I appreciate it. And thanks for being patient as a little kid with all my shenanigans and teenage angst. You are so welcome. Bye, guys. <laughs>